Welcome back to the deep cut. Are we about to enter a civil war? This is part two on the brink of succession. The South was rife with the sentiment of leaving the Union for nearly four decades. The cultural and economic gaps were too big to ignore. The North was industrial, the South was agricultural. One used free labor and the other used slave labor. These differences in the North's attempts at deprecating the South enabled talk about the importance of states' rights. In fact, the Civil War wasn't the South's first attempt at succession. Enter the nullification crisis of 1832. South Carolina had been particularly peeved at increased federal tariffs in 1828. John Calhoun was an ardent supporter of the constitutional theory of nullification. This theory, stemming from Thomas Jefferson's concept of states' rights, espoused the idea that the Constitution was administered by the states. This meant a state or group of people could nullify a federal law if it violated their interests. Basically, states didn't serve the federal government. The federal government served the states. Another tariff arrived in 1832. John C. Calhoun was a prominent spokesman of slave states at the time and rallied behind this theory. He said in a letter that the tariff was, quote, of vastly inferior importance to the great question to which it has given rise, the right of a state to interpose in the last resort in order to arrest an unconstitutional act of the general government. On November 24, 1832, South Carolina adopted the Ordinance of Nullification. President Andrew Jackson claimed that states were subordinate to the federal government and said that, quote, disunion by armed force is treason. Congress then threatened to use the military to collect tariffs. South Carolina backed down. However, this only underscored to the South that they were the minority and subject to the whims of the North. For now, a crisis was abated. Nearly 30 years later, on December 20, 1860, South Carolina became the first state to secede. Within six months, 11 states would join South Carolina. President Lincoln wasn't even halfway through his first year in office. The country was divided and a bloody civil war had just begun. The Northern abolition movement hit at the crux of the changing labor system and social structure. So where does this leave us for today? Well, succession is the obvious final straw before a civil war, and if we don't watch out, another one may be coming. No state has formally seceded yet, but we are seeing the early warning signs. Just like the nullification crisis in 1832, states are refusing to comply with the federal government. One would think an issue like slavery would be easy to determine right from wrong. Likewise, one would think there would be a right and wrong way to handle a pandemic. But 2020 showed us that we are divided on more than just politics. We are divided on our worldview. While the country collectively watched the news slack-jawed in March 2020, we found out relatively quickly just how disaffected states were in the federal government. Seven states never imposed restrictions, opting for autonomy and completely bucking the so-called health experts in the federal government. Florida decided to reopen in September 2020. Texas did so the following March, both at the behest of newly elected President Biden, the CDC, and the NIH. And the further we got into 2021, a myriad of other states slowly began lifting restrictions. States were also rejecting the federal government's funding. Before long, more and more states began ending the $300 supplemental employment benefits, seeing this bonus money as a barrier to people getting off unemployment and getting back to work. 
Beyond lockdowns, arguments over vaccination and masking policies began to take root as well. The country became divided over mask mandates, especially for children. And even more people began to clash over vaccine mandates for workers, either public or private. Attorney generals began suing the federal government to have these repealed. And even the Supreme Court ended up striking down Biden's vaccine mandate for private employers with more than 100 people, angering the left and rallying the right. While armies are not trading bullets, fighting words are definitely being hurled towards the federal government. In February of 2021, it was rumored that the White House was considering imposing domestic travel restrictions, specifically on Florida. Governor DeSantis wasn't having it, telling reporters, quote, I think it would be unconstitutional, it would be unwise, and it would be unjust. He went on to say, any attempt to restrict or lock down Florida by the federal government would be an attack on our state done purely for political purposes. States are also fracturing over a question of civil liberties. While the White House has said they are not mandating one, vaccine passports have become a political football. So far, 27 states have banned or are considering banning vaccine passports. Two states, New York and Oregon, have implemented vaccine passports. And we are all waiting to see what the remaining 21 states will do. The North and South failed to reconcile their different lifestyles and economies. They were growing apart in a time that technology was bringing them together. If the two sides could have remained isolated, maybe the Union wouldn't have erupted into war, or at least not so soon. As James L. Huston notes, quote, As long as the United States was fragmented into small market areas, these two regimes did not conflict. But the transportation revolution stitched market areas together, and no longer could the effects of slavery be confined to the South. Even President Lincoln, the famous abolitionist, wasn't wanting war. As the North and South's worlds began colliding in a changing economy, neither could accept the other. Lincoln was trying to keep the country together as it was falling apart. In a letter to the New York Tribune, he said, quote, If I could save the Union without freeing any slave, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. And if I could save it by freeing some and leaving others alone, I would also do that. What I do about slavery and the colored race, I do because I believe it helped save the Union. And what I forbear, I forbear because I do not believe it would help to save the Union. Just like today, our partisan and cultural divide has been bubbling for some time, but lockdowns and vaccines are bringing them to the point of not just disagreement, but incompatibility. You're either vaccinated or unvaccinated, much like you're either an abolitionist or a slaveholder. These are not as much political affiliations as much as personal identities. When you couldn't go anywhere, it didn't matter if you were vaccinated. But as the U.S. starts trying to get back to normal, everyone's opinion on someone else's health status is first and foremost on everyone's mind. Right now, the upper class is pointing their finger at the lower class, demanding that they get vaccinated. But this very class of people are the ones that keep society moving, blue-collar workers, specifically truckers. While office workers and government agencies and bureaucrats and politicians may think they can control others, society can't work if the ones who prop it up stop working. We saw what happened in Canada. Now we have our own trucker convoy. Unfortunately for pro-vaxxers, they depend on the so-called anti-vaxxers for the very food on their tables. For now, we have a traffic jam on the Beltway. But if it persists, food shortages and more supply chain issues will spread across the U.S. And when people get hungry and angry, bad things happen. Everyone has a different idea of what a safe or healthy person is now. 
with some seeing someone who was unvaccinated as okay and others seeing them as a potential typhoid Mary. In our antebellum days, slavery was the elephant in the room that made it hard for the North and South to mix. Now the elephant is one's vaccine status. And we've all heard buzz online and on TV about shunning those who are unvaccinated. The elephant is here. We're just waiting for it to stampede. <coughs> this is the end of part two of our deep cut series, Are We About to Enter Another Civil War? Be sure to tune in next Saturday for part three, The Dred Scott Decision.